You're a wizard, Harry. Hagrid. I am a multidimensional fractal of consciousness currently expressing as a human being in the most authentic way that we can imagine. Always remember, take only what resonates and leave the rest. Welcome to Mental Magic. Hey loves, so we're back again and we are going to give you part two to this coming out series where we try and lay some kind of groundwork or foundation to the inner reality, the matrix, the world that I am living in. Honestly, what I'm trying to do, and I don't know that I'm able to do it extremely succinctly at this point, but I am trying to explain why I am the way I am and why you possibly are the way you are. In my curiosity and then eventual contemplation and meditation and all of the high-minded spiritual things that we can do, I have been contemplating this question of what does it mean to be human and how do we do it? How do we be a human? And throughout the course of my life, I have seen how this question has been being answered in a variety of different ways. And as I have been receiving different programming from my external world telling me to be this way or be that way, be this kind of person or that kind of person, because you identify with this job or with this race, with this culture, with this sexuality, because you look like this, because you talk like this, because you move through the world in this way, because these are your hobbies and what you're interested in. That means that you are this kind of person. You check the box of the identity and then you acquire and live into a stereotype. And that has been the model of human existence that I have picked up on. And I have always had an issue with that, obviously. I am not easily categorized into any one stereotype as I shift and move, taking on, you know, we still have to use words. And it's fun for me to use fantastical words to describe myself because it just makes my experience of living on earth a little more fun. So in my shapeshifter identity, One of the core tenets, one of my core values is the ability to not fit into any one box, to always remember that I am more than what any one group, community, person, society has to say about me. Growing up, receiving so much programming, so many rules around how to be a professional, acceptable, relatable, approachable, non-intimidating Black woman 
And then to add on the layer of being a queer woman in this world, it was like, (laughs) it was like I fucking decided to live this reality, live this incarnation as an absolute unicorn in a world that had ideas about what it meant for someone like me to exist. And it's interesting to me that I'm living at a time now where so many of the labels that I identify with and identify as, so many of them, if I was born a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, I could not exist without the threat of physical harm to my person for being who I am right now. And having that realization that we as a society, as a human collective, have advanced consciously so far to infuse humanity into our code of ethic, code of being, the fact that we have come so far as to embrace the freedom of sexuality and embrace the freedom of identification with race alone or with your class alone or with your community or culture alone. The fact that I can exist as someone who openly is in relationship with my inner demons, with my depression, with my anxiety, with my ideation, the fact that I can exist and openly admit that I believe differently, that I have different spiritual beliefs that are not in line with the major religion that has dominated the world. (laughs) The fact that I can exist and not meet an unduly or untimely end for being who I am Despite all of the fucking madness that is happening in our world right now, I still have to give us fucking credit because we have lightened up enough (laughs) to be able to just accept people for who they are on some level, to be able to not be as consciously and intentionally and obviously hateful towards one another and within myself like when I'm speaking I know right now I'm speaking about the external world and the external plane which is not really an area I like to talk on much but know that any observation that I make about my external world and my engagement with anything outside of me know that I'm able to view it as a reflection of what is going on in my internal world as well. So from this perspective, the fact that I am living at a time where 
I as a human being am able to express as the being that I am without receiving so much judgment and hatred and violence coming at me lets me know that I am living as a less violent person inside of myself. It's letting me know that my internal consciousness is shifting to such a degree that I no longer need or require to have a judge, a jury, and a warden living inside of me to keep me in line so that I stay safe, so that I stay alive, so that I can come home to myself and to my physical home every day. A few years ago, I wanted nothing more than to end my life. I wanted nothing more than to end my experience of being a human being. I wanted to hit the eject button and I wanted to go back home to wherever the fuck I came from, whether it was hell or heaven or somewhere in between. At that point, I didn't fucking care because the inner world that I was living in at that point was so torturous, was so painful was so violent that I could not bear existing as that version of myself, as that being for one more fucking second. When I decided to come back, I decided, I, I agreed that I would not return to earth without the ability to freely change my avatar, to freely change who I was at will whenever I fucking wanted to and however I saw fit. I agreed that I would take back command of my internal world and discover who it is I am meant to be. I have realized that I did come here with some kind of purpose. You know, it is interesting to me that there is such a huge market for people helping one another remember our original blueprint, our original programming, what our original purpose was and why are we here. It's fascinating to me because the thing that... I remembered after I decided to re-embody my human form, I realized that who I am, who I came here to be, is something that I have always known. It's something and someone who I have always been, whether I have been doing it consciously or unconsciously. There has never been a moment in my life where I have not been living as for and through my purpose. Now, whether I know the totality of what that purpose is, I may not know. I have some inklings and some ideas, and I've gone on this wonderful discovery healing journey to help me remember who I was and who I have been so that I can re-engage with 
my human fellows, my communities as who I actually believe I am and as an authentic version of myself. And so as I've been on this journey of unconsciously revealing myself to myself for decades, I think that those of us who had any intention of awakening at any point in our experience of being human, I think we've been slowly awakening our whole lives. And while some of us have these stark moments where our consciousness flies open and we're able to experience reality with a different lens that can hold a lot more information, a lot more data, a lot more perspectives. Some of us will call those big opening, expanding moments their awakening moments. But I I believe that if you're on the path to expand your consciousness, awaken your consciousness, grow to be whoever you came in to be, you have been doing that your whole life. But Prior to you being conscious of what it is you were doing, you were acting unconsciously while still fulfilling your purpose of being whatever kind of human you intended for you to be. Now, in saying all of that, it all sounds quite fantastical. At least that's what the inner critic inside of my lovely consciousness is telling me is that I sound completely insane and that I'm not making sense. And yet, <laughs> and yet, one thing that I awoke to when I was probably when I was in high school and then definitely in college, like once I got into college, this aspect of my consciousness was blown the fuck open. And I had this moment of realizing that everything in our world, everything that you see, everything that you know, everything that you are and that you identify as is made up. We are <laughs> legitimately, we are living in a made up reality. Our language is made up. Our constructs are made up. Our history is made up. Our memories made up. We are remembering ourselves into existence with the distortion of time. And while I was going through my, my intentional healing portion of my spiritual awakening journey, I went on many internal journeys. Some will call them shamanic journeys, Sometimes guided meditation can get you into this state. Sometimes you can seek out someone who's like a hypnotherapist or a regressionist to get you into this hypnagogic state where you are able to access your own Akashic records, to go back in time and remember who you were and what you experienced at different points in your journey of being a human. A lot of us walk around with this belief that we don't remember our childhoods and that's just how it is. And I held that belief for a very, very long time because I didn't want to remember my childhood. But once I realized that 
the only way that I was going to be able to pull off the trick of anchoring to earth and staying here for however long I'm meant to be here without trying to end my own experience, I realized that I needed to figure out really quickly how to love myself. And the only way I know how to love anything is by getting to the core of it and loving it from inside out. And so that's what I decided to do for myself. And the way to do that that was presented to me was through doing energy work to release a lot of the dense energy and a lot of the dense programming that I had accepted over the course of my lifetime up to that point, as well as doing many different exercises, including yoga and qigong, and of course, just regularly exercising my body, moving energy through my body. I began becoming extremely mindful of what I put into my body, extremely mindful of what I consumed and how I showed up in the world to engage with other people. I became hyper (laughs) conscious of my consciousness and made intentional decisions to relieve the pressure of my internal suffering. I decided to take an extraordinarily honest look inside of myself, at my life, at who I believed I was. And with the help of people like Delfina and other beautiful teachers, I have been gifted with the ability of knowing that I came into this world on a wave of energy from the perspective and from the belief that we are all energy, whether we are composed of light matter or dark matter, we are all pure energy. Everything is pure energy. Emotion is energy in motion. Like that is all we are. And on the 3D layer or level of the matrix of your world, your reality, you are perceiving the distinction in the density and frequency of different objects and people and beings. But in remembering that Consciousness is. Consciousness exists. It's why I'm constantly saying that part of my awakening process is realizing that I exist and that waking up to my own autonomy happened the moment when I realized that whether I obeyed someone outside of me or obeyed myself and whatever I believed, Regardless of what I believed, I existed. And I existed as someone who was malleable and programmable and someone who in some worldviews would be seen as gullible or impressionable. But those of us who are delicate or sensitive, who have previously allowed the world, our external experiences, to shape and shift who we become as a human, to harden up, to close up, to become, in my case, a complete asshole. (laughs) 
wasn't born that way. I wasn't born with a chip on my shoulder. I wasn't born depressed. I wasn't born anxious. I wasn't born sad. I was fucking excited to be here. I was excited to be a human. I was excited because I knew that this was the place that we get to use our imagination and create our worlds. And that is what I did. As a kid, that is all I did, is I played in my imagination. And the other people who were in my life, who I loved, my friends and family and people who came around me, they played with me. Like, they played in my imagination with me. And sometimes we acted out nightmare scenarios so that we can learn certain lessons and so we could teach one another how to be more loving, compassionate human beings. And while my experience with some human beings have been, you know, traumatic to the point where I, I'm good if I never communicate with you again, but also, like, thank you because you taught me something that I obviously needed to learn. And I can only say that from my perspective because once you begin to heal your story if you will, once you begin to rewrite the history of your life, reprogram your own narrative, and then live into a narrative that you actually want to live into, live into a future reality, a future timeline where you can release a lot of what is anchoring you in a dense way to this reality, to this game, to the avatar that you're playing as. The identities that we believe in, those are the identities that anchor us to not only the earth, but to our belief in our humanity. We have believed for so long that to be human is to be X, Y, or Z. And yet, I am starting to believe that to be human is to be. Simply to be whoever it is you are. And to trust that whoever you are can be loved, will be loved, and is always loved. I don't believe that it's possible for us to exist outside of love. I think love accepts all. I think love sees all. I believe that love celebrates and cherishes and adores and worships and praises and reveres. I believe that to be human is to be in relationship with love. And we practice that love inside of ourselves, with one another, in our worlds. But our relationship with love is deeper than any practice that we could ever consciously engage in. Love is. Love exists, persists, resists, not because it fights back, not because it has to get big and scary and violent, but 
because it exists. You exist. I exist. We exist and therefore we are in relationship with love, as love, and in love. And it is our duty, our journey, our belief that when we are seeking to heal our human body, we are seeking to remember our connection to and our relationship with love. What it means, what it feels like, who it is. And in doing the shadow work consciously over the past few years and unconsciously for many more years than that, I have visited and remembered some of the extraordinary darkness that lives inside of me, the extraordinary, pure, raw violence that exists inside of me in becoming conscious of the ways that I have caused harm, that I have been a nightmare human being in the realities of other people, the ways that I have been inhumane, it has given me a greater appreciation, more clarity, and a deeper understanding for the violence that I see in others, that I witness in others, that I've experienced at the hands of others. Re-engaging with my shadow looked like and felt like and looks like and feels like engaging my fears, my deepest fears, the fears that literally keep me up at night, the fears that made it feel almost impossible to sleep in a room alone in the pitch black darkness, the fears that swallowed me whole, the fear that told me in extraordinarily abusive ways that I didn't matter, that I was a disappointment, that I was the one who was evil, the one who was bad, the one who betrayed us all. My identification with and as the Judas of reality has required me to take a very honest look at violence, at hatred, and at judgment. When I woke up and realized that I was more than human and that my external reality was reflecting the state of my internal reality, your subconscious is constantly giving you guidance and messages about the state of your internal world through the reflection of your external world, your external relationships, your external environments, your external experiences are reflections of the state 
of your internal world and your relationship with the state of your internal and external world will make up your experience of what it is and what it feels like to be a human being. When you decide to believe that living in a state of fear is how you want to live, where you want to live, when you decide that fear and the power that fear holds and the control that fear has and the delicious way that fear can create beautiful distortions and illusions to make you believe in whatever story it's spinning or whatever narrative it's telling. Fear is salacious and cunning and manipulative and exciting and tempting and all of the things. Fear can grab you and hold you and embrace you and it never wants to let you go. And yet, through our ability to love, to remember love, to be love, we can remember that fear exists because we allow it to. We allow fear to exist. We are entertained by our fears. We find joy in our fears. We are also terrified as shit (laughs) of our fears. Our relationship with fear is one where we can begin to shine the light when we do that internal shadow work. It's why I'm such a huge proponent of doing internal shadow work, which is merely accepting yourself for all of who you've been in all of the shitbag, asshole, nightmare versions of you that have ever existed. When you can accept the worst of you and best of you, you can begin to integrate (laughs) as a human being and begin to remember what it's like to enjoy being a human, to remember what it was like as a kid when you were excited that you got to go outside and play or you got to watch your favorite movie for the 80 millionth time or that you got to spend time with people that you loved and people who loved you or you got to spend time with yourself and create inner worlds in your imagination and do art or make music dance and play and act and bring joy to your internal world and and to your external life like this life that we are living right now is one that we will never again get to live out, get to experience like this. You will never again get to experience this now moment ever again in your life. What you are feeling right now as you sink into your body and be here right now, as Ram Dass says, how you feel 
right now, who you are right now, you are never, ever, ever going to exist as this being, as this version of you, as this essence, that's at this frequency ever again. In each moment, you are completely unique unto yourself, and yet you are existing as a complete miracle, as a complete and whole and divine and stunningly beautiful human being who has the opportunity to recognize, to become conscious of the fact that The fact that you are conscious that you are something means that you are more than that something that you believe you are. The fact that you cannot ever see who you are, like the ancients without the reflection of the water, didn't see themselves. They saw themselves through their relationships with their external world and with their internal world. But we never see ourselves clearly until we recognize that we are a part, a piece, a fractal of something that is beyond our comprehension. Call it God. Call it the universe, call it source, the creator, the one, the all in all, call it love. But whatever you call it or them, know that you exist as them, within them. Like we, it's mind blowing to me. And I believe I talked about this on my guest episode with Ryan, where he said that he was surprised when he realized that more people didn't think about death and more people didn't engage with their contemplation of their mortality. And I completely agree with that. I find it very confusing how people are not in tune with the fact that we are going to die. There is going to come a moment where you are no longer existing on this physical plane as you are existing on it right now. You are going to die. We are all going to die. I think part of the experience of being human is knowing that it's so fucking temporary and that it is literally a flash in a pan. You're only here for a blink of an eye, and then you move on to something else, somewhere else, someone else. And so from that zoomed out fucking perspective, the fact that I had existed as someone who unconsciously and then more consciously fucking hated being alive, hated being who she was becoming, hated being who she was. The fact that I did that and still do that sometimes to such intense degrees and the fact that I identify with the versions of myself who are completely pissed off that I'm still here on earth, 
I am learning and have learned how to have compassion for the darkness, for the dark parts of me, for the violent aspects of who I am, for the dark parts in others, the violent aspects of them. Because I've seen and I know that the darkness exists because the light exists and the light exists because the darkness exists. It is the never-ending story when it comes to creating form and creating narratives and creating history and creating humanity. I realized that in asking the question, what does it mean to be human? We, as humans, get to answer that question. We get to live into what we think, what we believe it means to be human. And I am starting to understand that to be human from my perspective is to also know and remember that we are not simply human. We are the ones who are observing the fact that we are humaning, that we are peopling, that we are creating our external world collectively and our internal world individually. We are the ones who are imagining our realities. We are the ones who are making this shit up. And we get to tell our story, to write our programming, to write our code in the way that we want to when we remember that we have the authority to do so. You get to be whoever you want. You get to love yourself if you want to. You get to play as whatever character that you want to play as. And whether you can hold that in your consciousness or not, it doesn't negate and it doesn't take away from the fact that you are who you are and you exist as you are. And while you're here on earth, you can identify as and identify with whatever the fuck you want to. You can find belonging in whatever world you can imagine. Any world that you can dream up, I promise you there's people living in that world too. I promise you that there are other people who are just as weird as you, who are just as serious as you, who are just as quirky as you, who are just as amazing as you are. And in my experience of realizing that there's more to me than who I think I am and who I believe I am, I have found extraordinary community and belonging with people who don't have an interest in me being a certain kind of way. And they have no interest in prescribing who I should be or how I should be. Their focus seems to be on curiosity, wonder, intrigue around who I am. 
They are just as curious to find out who I am as I am curious to find out who the fuck I am. <laughs> like, I am on a journey of remembering myself and rediscovering myself, and I genuinely am still healing in a lot of ways. And as I heal, I'm finding that I am not who I thought I was. I'm actually more fun than I thought I was. I'm a lot less serious than I thought I was. And I am a lot stranger than I ever thought I was. So as someone who is waking up to the love that has always existed inside of me and around me and through me and in me and all of the things, I am deciding to, even if it's only ever just in this fucking podcast or on my social media or however I feel safe enough expressing as this version of myself, I have decided to just have as much fun as I possibly can because life is going to have enough moments and enough times for me to get serious and be, you know, focused on fixing whatever human problem I need to fix. But outside of the times where it's absolutely necessary for me to be grounded in a reality that is rooted in the 3D world, I enjoy living in spaces within myself and with other people where we can explore who we are and explore what it means to be alive rather than just what it means to be human. Like, what does it mean to be alive and why? Like, how much fun can we possibly have with this life, this living thing that we're doing. So while I exist as someone who is not afraid of going into the shadow realms and the underworlds and and communing with shadows to, you know, spread light and be compassionate and to bring healing and do all of those wonderful, beautiful things in those dark, scary places. I also exist as someone who is able to channel the wisdom, knowledge, uh, I don't know. I would just call it information, the data, the, you know, light is information. And I have discovered an ability to to channel information from unseen places, from deep within my consciousness. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy bringing into form these downloads of information because they're not only messages for me, like for anybody who channels. And you know, there's many famous people who have been channels from Abraham Hicks to Edgar Casey, And then you have really popular regressionists like Dolores Cannon who regresses people to be able to give them access to channeling their own subconscious. Like we all have the ability to channel. You are channeling who you are at every single moment of your life. Once you decide and believe that this is who I am, then you channel that character outside of yourself. It's like you pick that file inside of yourself and then you channel that energy out and you send that frequency out. So we're all channels. It's not a huge revelatory thing to say that I'm a channel, but to say that I have taught myself how to channel 
consciousness that I do not express as on a regular basis, like channeling my subconscious, channeling other consciousness that are not solely identified with this form, I have gained access to more information around what brings me joy, why I'm here on earth, what is keeping me anchored as a human being, why I decided to be a human being. You know, I've stumbled upon suggestions that are attempting to answer those questions. And while there is seemingly an infinite number of answers outside of you to those questions. There are philosophers and scientists and anthropologists and and sociologists and religious people and political people and professional corporate people. Everybody is offering their answer to the question of what does it mean to be a human and who are we and why are we here? What are we doing here? We're all offering our answers through our art, through what we create, through what we say, through our literature, through our language, through our expression. And so when you realize, when I realized that everyone is just offering their opinions and no one's opinion is fucking right because everyone's opinion is right to them and for them and in their reality, the language of the scientific world makes sense to them. It makes very little sense to me. The language of the consciousness awakening world makes sense to us and it doesn't make any fucking sense to people who don't speak this language it's like we all have the ability to choose the worlds we want to live in choose the languages that we want to speak choose the lenses and the perspectives of the realities that we want to engage with and we don't have to engage with violence in the same way that we have been doing it for eons. We can alter our relationship with violence. We can alter our relationship with death. We can alter our relationship with existing as a human being if and when we want to. But I mean, we've known it ever since we became aware of the recovery community that you cannot begin to heal anything that is causing you pain or trauma in your life until you come to a place where you are able to stare yourself in the face and recognize that we have a fucking problem here. I need you to stare at yourself and recognize that there's an issue. And once you, awareness is the first step. Once you become aware of whatever it is that you want to change in your life and you take that responsibility within yourself to seek out, go on a healing journey and seek out a different way of existing as a human, You are going to continue living the current life that you're living. Your life is a response to who you are and to who you believe you are. People, the people in your life are only in your life because you are who you are right now. 
And that is evidenced by the revolving door of people that have been in your life when you were expressing as different characters. When you were a different version of yourself, some of the people in your life looked different. They spoke differently. They dressed differently. They engaged with you differently because of your frequency, because of your vibration, because of who you were. And as you change, the people in your life will, may, it's highly likely (laughs) that they will change with you or they will leave your life. They will shift into a different world. They They will transition into a different reality. And sometimes they'll shift into such a different reality that you guys won't even be able to perceive each other anymore. And that is part of what it means to be human to change, to shift, to expand, to constrict, to be in relationship with your consciousness, with your beingness, with your existence. I am so grateful to exist on earth with all of you as we are existing right fucking now. And I am also excited to see who we become, who we evolve into or devolve into, whatever fucking direction. Like we're going, some, we're moving somewhere. We're transitioning and moving into a different world, one way or the other. And so, as we're on this journey of continuing to human, I am extraordinarily proud of us. How far we've come where I believe we're headed and where some of us have a shared collective vision of where we could potentially head. And I am excited for what's to come, even and especially with all of the ways that we are still unconsciously identifying with and as shadow people. So I love you. Keep going. We're literally all in this together because how could we not be? Take care of yourself and someone else if you feel so inclined. Love you. Bye.